All right, brave souls and easily spooked wanderers. Before we dive into the adult-themed chaos of Dark Enigma, here's your legal heads up. Our tales and banter might disturb, frighten, or even offend you. If you're the kind who faints at the sight of a dark shadow, this may not be your cup of eerie tea. Consider this your warning. Listener discretion is advised, and we will not be held responsible for any spilled coffee, dropped jaws, or overly dramatic gasps that may ensue. So clutch your pearls at your own peril. So buckle up or don't. I'm not your mom, but you have been warned. Greetings, my fabulous heathens, and step right up to the vortex of the peculiar and unexplained. That's right. It is Dark Enigma, and I am your ringmaster, Nicole Delacroix, here to guide you through tales of things that go bump in the night, creatures that haunt your dreams, supernatural beings with more drama than your nosy neighbor, and a sprinkle of unsolved mysteries. So buckle up, grab your beverage of choice, and prepare to be whisked away to the dark, delightful conundrum of today's episode. Let the weirdness commence as we dive into today's Dark Enigma. And on today's Dark Enigma, brace yourselves for a topic that tickles the paranormal fancy. Here we are, diving into the abyss of the mysterious, armed with our usual dose of sarcasm and a dash of dark humor. And of course, our drinking game. Because, let's be honest, you're dialed into a podcast and your social calendar is as occupied as a poltergeist's favorite room. (laughs) So, round up your favorite spirits, be it a fancy wine or a trusty brew, and get ready to embark on a journey into the realms of the weird and the wacky. Take a swig every time you're mystified by the podcast's spellbinding tale, or equally spellbinding host. But remember... The choice of poison is entirely yours. So choose wisely and let the laughter and libations flow. All right, now for the game part. How about every time I say Enoch? That will be a single shot. And every time I say Watchers, that will be a double shot. All right, now that we have the business end out of the way, we can jump headfirst into today's Dark Enigma. So, don your best astral abduction bomber jacket and your extraterrestrial footwear as we travel the galaxy with today's offering of Angelic Hitchhikers and Cosmic Carpooling, Enoch's Guide to the Celestial Carpools. Honk, honk. (laughs) I'm sorry, I felt like having a honk in there. Had to do it. So my cosmic cronies, prepare yourselves for a celestial roller coaster ride as we zoom into the orbit of Enoch. And no, I'm not talking about the falafel guy on the corner. I'm talking about the biblical maverick who put the stellar in patriarch. Forget your great-great-granddad. Enoch was rocking space chic way before it was hip. So turn on your internal movie projector and picture this. Enoch, the forefather of Noah, strutting around like he owns the cosmos. Because, spoiler alert, He kind of (laughs) did. So Enoch, the ancient maverick, struts around the celestial block like he owns the place. Divine management thinks, hey Enoch, want a VIP tour of the cosmos? And just like that, Enoch's Sunday stroll turns into a galactic odyssey. 
Now, why is Enoch the linchpin in this ancient alien theory? Well, besides being the trendsetter for celestial catwalks, his book is the OG manifesto for intergalactic enthusiasts. That's right, we're talking the book of Enoch. It's the ancient Roswell report, the manuscript that ancient astronauts theorists fist bump over. But let's first rewind the cosmic clock and dive into Enoch's narrative, the greatest story that has never been told. Or maybe it has, if you've read the book of Enoch. See, Enoch's not just a biblical character. He is the universe's original MVP, most valuable prophet. That's right. He didn't just predict rain. He forecasted interstellar downpours. His writings are the cosmic wiki leaks of the ancient world, where angels are the whistleblowers and heavenly secrets are spilled like ambrosia at an otherworldly buffet. As we buckle up for this stellar saga, remember, Enoch wasn't just the biblical VIP. He was the universe's first and only stand-up astronomer. The guy that looked at the stars and said, you know what? I could use a closer look. All right, so let's get into the meaty bits. The Book of Enoch. So, Enoch's chilling with his heavenly beings, getting the celestial 411. He's like the very first astronaut on an extraterrestrial Airbnb review tour. Cue the cosmic brochure, because that one's a dilly. Enoch goes on a star-studded journey, hitting up different heavens with his angelic guides. It's like he's the original astronaut taking a divine SpaceX to the heavens. But here's the kicker. He meets these beings that make Mulder and Scully raise their eyebrows. They are called the Watchers. Angelic influencers or something more. Hmm. Enoch gets the lowdown on advanced celestial tech and divine secrets, a cosmic TED Talk. But instead of Elon Musk, it's angels with wings dropping knowledge bombs. All right, so let's cover the controversial notes. Enoch's astral abduction. Some passages read like an ancient Close Encounters script. Enoch's taken on a cosmic joyride, sharing visions that make ancient astronaut theories nod knowingly. Did Enoch hop on an ancient UFO? Or was it just divine turbulence? Because Enoch's story isn't just a biblical tale. It's a cosmic sitcom with divine punchlines. And perhaps the universe's oldest and first case of missing time. So, Enoch strutting through the cosmos with his cosmic Gucci shades on and the heavenly visions start pouring in like divine Netflix recommendations. But these aren't your average dreams of floating pizza. We're talking celestial visions that would make Salvador Dali scratch his head. Enoch is like the universe's original Instagram influencer, snapping selfies with angels and posting cosmic check-ins like it's the ultimate travel blog. We're not talking about fluffy clouds and cherubs here. We're talking beings with more wings than a poultry farm. These visions are the OG episodes of Heavenly Cribs, where Enoch gets the celestial tour from angels with celestial swag to boot. It's like MTV Cribs, but instead of jacuzzis, you've got heavenly realms with views that would make penthouse jealous. 
Now, why does this matter to the ancient alien theory? Well, because Enoch's visions are the cosmic breadcrumbs that theorists have been following like interstellar detectives. Enoch hanging out with beings that sound more like they belong on a sci-fi channel than in a biblical narrative. So I can see where they're coming from. But forget your little green men. We've got cosmic VIPs with wings and a penchant for dropping heavenly wisdom like it's hot. Enoch's visions are like the universe's first-hand account of an intergalactic summit, where angels spill the divine tea on the secrets of the cosmos. It's as if Enoch crashed the celestial comedy club, and the angels took the stage with a stand-up routine that even made the universe's toughest critics snort stardust. But let's talk creatures. Yeah, these aren't your average fluffy bunnies. No. We're talking celestial critters straight out of a sci-fi bestiary. Ancient astronaut theorists dissect these passages like it's a Zapruder film, looking for clues that Enoch might have been the universe's first sci-fi author. So as we navigate through Enoch's psychedelic vision quest, remember, these are not your grandma's bedtime stories. Enoch's Celestial Snapchat is a cosmic jackpot for ancient astronaut theorists, and the revelations are juicier than a starburst. The celestial creatures Enoch encounters, not your average Sunday afternoon in the garden. We're talking about beings that defy earthly biology. Creatures that wouldn't be, wouldn't be out of place in a sci-fi epic. Ancient astronaut theorists argue that these descriptions align eerily well with modern UFO sightings and abduction tales. But let's forget Enoch's visions for just a moment. Let's talk about the intergalactic elephant in the room. Ancient astronaut theorists, grab your magnifying glasses because we're decoding the extraterrestrial emojis hidden in the Book of Enoch. So, Enoch's chilling with the Watchers. They are the celestial VIPs dropping knowledge like it's celestial confetti. But ancient alien enthusiasts aren't buying the divine TED Talk angle. No, they see Enoch's escapades as a cosmic close encounter script. First off, Enoch's guided tour of the heavens sounds like a classic abduction scenario, right? Angelic beings ushering Enoch into their cosmic ride, complete with flashing lights and heavenly techno beats. Ancient astronauts say, move over Spielberg, Enoch's got the original script. Alright, now let's talk Watchers. These angelic influencers who decide to touch down on Earth, drop some celestial wisdom, and maybe stir up a little mischief. Ancient alien theorists high-five each other, claiming the Watchers are ancient astronauts, cosmic mentors guiding humanity with their divine knowledge. Forget textbooks because these guys are delivering the Cosmos 101 Masterclass in person. But what about Enoch's astral abduction? Some passages read like the universe's first-hand account of a cosmic joyride, where Enoch's taken on a celestial roller coaster by beings with more wings than a bird sanctuary. Ancient alien enthusiasts draw parallels with modern-day abduction stories, saying Enoch's beam-me-up angels experience is the OG alien encounter. As we sift through the stardust of Enoch's narrative, keep your antennae tuned to the ancient astronaut frequency. Enoch's cosmic escapades might just be the universe's earliest documentation of an alien contact, and the evidence is more compelling than a black hole's gravitational pull. 
I know I got a lot of the astronaut jo- jokes. I'm sorry. I can't help myself. All right, cosmic comrades. If you've ever wondered what it's like to be the universe's original astral tourist, buckle up because we're about to delve into Enoch's VIP tour of the heavens. So paint yourself a mental pic. Enoch, with his divine passport and angelic visa, jet-setting through celestial realms. (laughs) Move over, TripAdvisor. (laughs) Enoch's the original travel influencer. The Book of Enoch gives us the lowdown on Enoch's itinerary. He starts with the first heaven, which is basically the celestial VIP lounge. But don't take my word for it. Let's crack open the ancient cosmic brochure and quote the man himself. And I quote, I saw the treasuries of all the winds. I saw how he had furnished them with the whole creation and the firm foundations of the earth. End quote. Book of Enoch, chapter 18. Furnished with the whole creation? That's like saying Enoch got the celestial penthouse suite with a view of the entire universe. I bet the heavenly minibar had ambrosia on tap. I'm just saying. Alright, next stop, the second heaven, where Enoch gets a peek behind the cosmic curtain. And I quote, I saw how he made for them a firm place among the fiery pillars, and I saw how he bent down his face and darkened the heavens. End quote. Book of Enoch, chapter 11. Darkened the heavens? Sounds like God turned on the cosmic mood lighting for a little divine ambiance. Forget mood rings. In the second heaven, it's all about mood skies. <laughs> all right, let's not forget the third heaven, where things really get trippy. And I quote, And I saw there those who were changing the light of the sun and the moon, and whirling their orbs, and never leaving their appointed paths. End quote. Book of Enoch, chapter 18. Changing the light of the sun. Okay, All I can do is picture some really, really big giant dude with a very big light bulb. (laughs) I'm sorry. I know. I'm horrible. Ancient astronaut theorists are nodding like, yeah, tell us more, Enoch. You got the biz. It's like Enoch got a backstage pass to the cosmic control room where heavenly technicians were tweaking the celestial knobs, if you will. Now, why does this matter to the ancient alien theory? Well, Because Enoch's journey isn't just a scenic tour of the cosmos, it's a divine late-night talk show with angels as the speakers. These celestial pit stops are like Enoch's version of Cribs, but instead of checking out the latest heavenly jacuzzi, he's getting the inside scoop on the creation of the universe itself. Alright, hold on to your tinfoil hats, because we're about to dive into the juiciest pages of Enoch's Cosmic Diary. Let's talk about the real cosmic influencers in the Book of Enoch, the celestial rock stars known as the Watchers. So close your eyes and picture this. Well, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Or, you know, if you're doing something important and you need your eyes open, keep them open, but, you know, kind of, you know, close one eye. Okay, whatever. Picture it. Angels descending from the heavens, not with harps and halos, but with celestial wisdom and a penchant for shaking up the earthly status quo. Now, the Book of Enoch introduces us to these watchers. And trust me, they are not just the heavenly bouncers. They're more like the universe's own professors of extraterrestrial studies. But don't take my word for it. Again, 
let's crack open the celestial textbook and quote Enoch himself. And I quote, And I, Enoch, was blessing the Lord of majesty and the king of the ages, and lo, the watchers called me, Enoch the scribe, and said to me, Enoch, thou scribe of righteousness, go declare to the watchers of the heaven, who have left the high heaven, the holy eternal place, and have defiled themselves with women. End quote. Book of Enoch, chapter 12. Did you catch that? Enoch, the cosmic scribe, gets a call from the watchers themselves. It's like getting an invitation to an otherworldly TED Talk, and instead of Elon Musk, it's the watchers dropping that celestial knowledge. Now, why are these watchers such a big deal for the ancient alien theory? Well, because they're not just winged spectators. They're the celestial mentors with a mission. The Book of Enoch spills the cosmic beans on what the Watchers taught humanity. And I quote, And Azazel taught men to make swords and knives, and shields and breastplates, and made known to them the metals of the earth, and the art of working them, and bracelets and ornaments, and the use of antimony, and the beautifying of the eyelids, and all kinds of costly stones, and all coloring tinctures. End quote. Book of Enoch, Chapter 8 Wait, what? The Watchers are like the heavenly blacksmiths, teaching humans the art of warfare and makeup simultaneously. Wait a minute, is that why we call makeup war paint? I'm going to have to check into that. It's like they're saying, hey Earth, let us upgrade you. Now, Some of you might argue that the Watcher's teachings were a celestial upgrade for humanity, while others might call it divine interference. Ancient astronaut theorists see the Watchers as ancient astronauts, guiding humanity with their advanced knowledge, the original influencers with a divine twist. Because remember, we're talking about a long time ago where we don't have this technology, so people don't see them as extraterrestrials or UFOs or ETs. They think they're coming from the heavens. They must be gods. I know I'm sounding just like Giorgio Tsoukalos. And by the way, that is a huge compliment to me because I absolutely love him. All right. Anyways. So as we navigate through the Watcher's cosmic curriculum, remember, Enoch's not just a scribe. He's the universe's first extraterrestrial correspondent. All right, fasten your seatbelts because we're about to delve into the Watcher's cosmic curriculum, the extraterrestrial boot camp, if you will, that could make the Ivy League jealous. Now, we've talked about the Watcher's teachings, but let's connect the celestial dots and see if Enoch's cosmic professors left any breadcrumbs for ancient astronaut theorists to follow. According to the Book of Enoch, The Watchers weren't just doling out wisdom like cosmic fortune cookies. They were the ancient astronauts teaching humanity the ABCs of advanced knowledge. And where do we see the footprints of this celestial academia? Well, let's take a stroll through history. Let's start in ancient Egypt. Yeah, you knew it was coming. The land of pyramids and pharaohs. We see a civilization with advanced knowledge of architecture, astronomy, and medicine. Could the Watchers have been the celestial tutors? 
sharing their divine syllabus with the Egyptians? I can almost hear them saying, All right, Ra, let me teach you how to build a cosmic stairway to the heavens. I don't know about you, but I believe it. Okay, so fast forward to the Vikings. Yes, those seafaring marauders with a penchant for exploration and craftsmanship. Norse mythology is rife with tales of divine beings imparting wisdom to mortals. Could the Watchers have been the cosmic mentors sharing their nautical know-how with the Vikings? I can see Thor saying, hey, let me show you how to navigate the cosmic seas. Okay, well let's journey to Mesoamerica, where the Maya were charting the cosmos with breathtaking precision. Their calendars and astronomical knowledge were light years ahead of their time. Could the Watchers have been the otherworldly architects of Maya wisdom, sharing their celestial calendars with the ancient astronomers? It's like the Watchers saying, let's make time travel, but on paper. Ancient astronaut theorists connect the dots, suggesting that the Watchers' teachings weren't confined to a celestial classroom. Instead, they argue that these extraterrestrial mentors were the unseen hands behind the curtains of human history, guiding civilizations like a cosmic puppet master, if you will. As we explore the parallels between the Watcher's teachings and the advancements of ancient civilizations, remember, Enoch's not just a cosmic scribe, he's the universe's first whistleblower, spilling the beans on a celestial conspiracy that spans the ages. Now let's rewind the celestial tape to a moment that has ancient astronaut theorists a buzz. Enoch's astral abduction. All right, Enoch's chilling with his heavenly buddies when things take a cosmic detour. And the book of Enoch gives us the lowdown. And I quote, And I saw there the hosts of the angels of punishment going, and they held scourges of chains of iron and bronze. End quote. Book of Enoch, chapter 21. Scourges and chains? Okay, I don't think I like that. Sounds less like a heavenly picnic and more like a cosmic intervention. Ancient astronaut theorists argue that this passage reads like the universe's first handbook on alien abduction. Forget the heavenly harps. It's time for a celestial intervention. Now let's connect the dots to modern day alien abduction lore. Enoch's taken on a cosmic joyride, encounters angels with some rather unconventional accessories, and then there's this, and I quote, And they took and brought me to a place in which those who were there were like flaming fire, and when they wished, they appeared as men, end quote. Book of Enoch, chapter 14. Flaming fire that can shapeshift into human form? Holy moly, right? It's like Enoch stumbled upon the celestial metamorphosis station. Ancient astronaut theorists say, hold up, this sounds familiar. Because modern alien abductees often describe encounters with beings who morph from one form to another. Now let's add a sprinkle of cosmic irony to the mix. Enoch's taken on this astral adventure, and then he's instructed to share his celestial escapades with the earthly folks. The irony? The very beings who may have abducted him are the ones telling him to spill the cosmic beans. And I quote, And go, say to the watchers of heaven, who have sent thee to intercede for them, 
you should intercede for men and not men for you. End quote. Book of Enoch, chapter 14. And the extraterrestrial plot thickens. Dom, dom, dom. The watchers, the potential abductors, are telling Enoch to intercede for them. Cosmic diplomacy or define cover-up. Ancient astronaut theorists love to stir the celestial cauldron on this one. Enoch's tale is more than just a biblical bedtime story. It's the universe's first encounter with the unknown. We're fast approaching the finale of our celestial journey through the book of Enoch, and it's time to unravel the enigma wrapped in a cosmic riddle. Enoch's tale, is it the universe's first ever alien abduction story? Or is it just a parable, a cosmic metaphor for a deeper truth about our own existence? Well, let's strap on our celestial thinking caps and dive into that. Now, for the ancient alien theorists, Enoch's escapades are like the Rosetta Stone of celestial encounters. Quotes like the following are the smoking gun. And I quote, And I saw there a deep valley with burning fire, and into this deep valley. End quote. Book of Enoch, chapter 18. Burning fire? Deep valleys? It's like Enoch stumbled upon the celestial casting call for the cosmic blockbuster. Ancient astronaut theorists argue that this isn't just a vivid metaphor. It's a cosmic recounting of an otherworldly encounter. But hold on to your star map, because there's another way to read the cosmic tea leaves, as you know. Enoch's journey can also be seen as a parable, a cosmic metaphor for the journey of the soul, a celestial GPS for the human spirit. Consider this passage, and I quote, And their faces shone like the and were brighter than gold, and there was no darkness on their faces. And I fell on my face, and my whole body became relaxed, and my spirit was transfigured. End quote. Book of Enoch, chapter 46. Faces shining like the sun. Sounds less like an alien encounter and more like a divine makeover. Ancient wisdom or cosmic cover-up. Enoch's tale is a cosmic Rubik's Cube with no easy answers. Alright, let's talk about Enoch's role as the cosmic whistleblower, the scribe of celestial revelations. He's not just narrating an alien encounter, he's unveiling the cosmic truths hidden in the fabric of existence. It's like Enoch's telling us, listen up Earth, I've got the celestial scoop. And I quote, For I know a mystery, and have read the heavenly tablets, and have seen the holy books, and have found written therein and inscribed regarding them. End quote. Book of Enoch, chapter 108. Mystery, heavenly tablets, holy books? Enoch's got the celestial library card to the secrets of the cosmos. Ancient astronaut theorists argue that these writings aren't just a fanciful tale, but a cosmic manual for the evolution of humanity, a blueprint for the human spirit's journey through the celestial realms. Well, what a celestial roller coaster ride we have been through with the pages of the Book of Enoch. From Enoch's VIP tour of the heavens to encounters with the enigmatic watchers and a potential astral abduction, we've navigated the cosmic currents of ancient lore. Now, as we approach the grand finale, it's time to step back and decipher the cosmic enigma that is Enoch's tale. For the ancient Alec Rosetta Stone, if you will, that decodes the ancient encounters with beings beyond the stars. 
Whether it's the celestial visions, the teachings of the Watchers, or the potential alien abduction, Enoch's narrative becomes the launchpad for ancient astronaut theories, connecting dots across cultures and civilizations. But hold on to your space helmet, because Enoch's tale isn't just an extraterrestrial expose. It's a cosmic parable, a celestial metaphor for the journey of the soul. The burning fire, the shining faces, these aren't just alien encounters. They're cosmic symbols pointing to a deeper truth about our own existence. So what does the Book of Enoch mean to both the ancient alien camp and the biblical camp? Is it a celestial diary of interstellar escapades, or is it a cosmic roadmap for the human spirit's journey through the celestial realms? Maybe it's both, or perhaps it's a cosmic joke that only the universe gets. As we ponder these cosmic conundrums, let's not forget Enoch's role as the universe's first whistleblower, revealing the secrets of the heavens. In the words of our illustrious since way before the invention of the telescope, Stay curious, cosmic explorers, and remember, the cosmos is the ultimate comedy club, and Enoch's tale is the universe's stand-up routine with punchlines written in stardust. Until our celestial paths cross again, keep gazing up to the stars and questioning the cosmic mysteries. Safe travels through the cosmic expanse, my loves. And here we are again, folks, at the eerie end of another Dark Enigma escapade. I thank you for hanging in there with me through the twists and turns of our paranormal playground. But before you slip back into your mundane realm, let those supernatural thoughts swirl like a ghostly apparition. Reach out to me, your fearless paranormal navigator at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com. You got an idea for a future episode? Or you just want to swap some spooky stories? I'm all ears and I respond faster than a cryptid vanishing in the night. This is Dark Enigma signing off from the cryptic corridors of Renegade Talk Radio. Until our wavelengths cross again, keep those ghost detectors charged and catch you on the paranormal flip side, my loves. See you, my heathens. I love you. We don't sugarcoat shit. <laughs> this is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.